everyone, and welcome to Session 3 of Forward, a podcast for Christian growth. This session, we're going to talk about one of my uh, one of the subjects that come up at work a lot in between me and my Christian friends and family, and it's on men and women, you know, both marriage and how we work together and, and what our differences are. You know, so I'm going to title this section, uh, Men and Women, uh, Difference Makes a Team. Now this comes up a lot, like I just said, it's, it's, it's something that's a contention for some, but it's a blessing for others. So we're going to see what God has to say about it, and I'm going to kind of give some examples of what I've seen in my management career and in, during my Christian walk, and, and hopefully it'll help. Hopefully God will bring out some things that will help us in our marriages and also our relationships together. You know, first things I always tell people when they bring this up, you know, I mentor young couples sometimes and, and actually older couples as well. Um, the first thing we've got to realize is God knows what he's doing. You know, you've got to put your faith and trust in God that when he brought men and women together, that he knew what he was doing, that there was, you know, a method to what he was doing. So what we're going to do, we're going to go back to Genesis 2:24, and we're going to kind of look and see exactly what he said um, about marriage or about a, a man and a woman coming together. So Genesis 2:24, and this is from the Holman Christ, Christian Standard Bible. It says, "This is why a man leaves his father and mother and bonds with his wife, and they become one flesh." Now, one thing I want to kind of point out here is a couple of words here, like I did in the last session. The first one is bond. Um, that bond is is kind of talking about bringing two together and making it permanent, you know, almost like super glue. So, what is it that that bonds the two together? Is it is it the man or is it the woman? You know, I would argue that it's neither one that's actually bonding together. You know, they may want to come together, but the bond is from God. You know, God actually does the bonding when they come together. Now, I get this if you uh, if you go to Mark. Uh, chapter 10 verse 9 this is where I get this from and Jesus is talking here and he says therefore what God has joined together man must not separate and of course he's talking about divorce there but I'm using that verse in the context of that God has brought this bonding together and that they become one flesh or as I like to say one body well Let's look at the attributes of, of that one body. What is it that makes one body if, if we're looking at our own bodies? You know, number one that I like to bring out is communication. You know, your body communicates instantaneously uh, with every other part of your body. So when you're walking down the street and the, the street is slippery and it may be dangerous, your mind, you know, you see that. It's communicated throughout your body instantaneously. Without that communication, if those nervous systems were broke down and nobody communicated with each other, you know, you're going to fall. It's as simple as that. Um, and everyone has input in a body. You know, when you, whenever you have a body, you know, your hands have input. These things they have to do. Your legs have input. They say, hey, this may be slippery, but it's a lot slippery than it looks. You know, but a body also has the same purpose or goal. So you're not got, you don't have one part of the body going one way and another part of the body going the other way. You know, so they have one goal. Now, there's a side point I want to make here, um, especially when it comes to marriage. You know, the Bible talks about being unequally yoked. So it's very important when we get ready to bond or ask God to bond us 
to our mates, to you know the man of our dreams or the woman of our dreams, that we are not unequally yoked. Now that has definite. Uh, it definitely has to do with your beliefs. If they're not Christian, they don't believe in God, that Jesus is the Son of God, and and have your worldviews, then you don't need to ask God to bond you together. You don't need to go forward with that. But I would take it even farther and say if they don't have your views on finances, you know, you look at them and see exactly uh, how they handle their finances, get into that that deep personal conversation before you ever get engaged. You know, see what their beliefs is on how to handle finances, you know, and we'll talk about that in a later podcast because I firmly believe that um, if you're in debt, you're a slave to somebody. But also look at their views on children. You know, what it is that do they want to have children? How many? Um, are they going to raise them to love God? You know, men out there, we're going to be held accountable when we stand before God. You know, did we teach our children to love Him? So ask our wives. You know, how do they feel about you know, you know, the children? How many and and how you're going to raise them? So those are s- s- some of the kind of points as what one body is. You know, how your body does. Some practical points. Um, you're going to communicate. Everybody has a say. And you also have the same purpose or goal. Now, of course, if you look at a relationship, it's not one body as in you can control it and, and everything like that. There's actually two people there um, working together. So some of the differences that I've found um, as I mentor people and as and in management that, uh, that have come out versus men and, and women that really bring us together as a team, number one is logic and empathy. And let me explain that to you. If I was to ask you a question right now, if I ask you, who is more logical, men or women? Who has more empathy or feeling is what I call it, the heart? Who has more heart, men or women? I can almost guarantee you every one of you is going to answer, men are logical and women have more heart. You know, so which one is better? You know, out of those two, is it better to be logical or is it better to be, have a, a, a big heart? Um, I'm going to answer with neither, and I believe the Bible holds this up, and our relationships holds this up. You know, let me give you an, an example. Logic says that if you have sinned or if you have done wrong, there must be punishment for that wrong. You know, that's logical. For every action, there's an opposite and equal reaction. That's logic. Uh, empathy says there must be mercy. You know, you, there's you can there's forgiveness. Mercy and forgiveness is not logical. You know, so without mercy and forgiveness or the heart, then Jesus would not have died for us. We would not have forgiveness of our sins. You know, so you're going to have to have both. Um, as you we can see, you know, God has both. He's both logical and he has empathy. He has mercy and forgiveness. But he also knows that, you know, there are consequences for our actions. So, you know, men are logical. Women have a heart. Now, put those two together, you know, logical thinking, you know, that um, can steer with facts. And, of course, empathy or the heart that can say, hey, let's let's show mercy and forgiveness in this situation. Let's look at it from a different angle so that we can make a wise decision. You know, I mean, it don't get any better than that, folks. I mean, when you look at your own body, you have your own emotions that you deal with where your mind is trying to think logically. So you actually have that in your own body and you have that in your relationships with your wife uh, with your husband, you know the the trick is communication. At that point, you're going to have to have open lines of communications so that the two of you can make um, very good, wise decisions. 
Now let's talk about one other thing that really comes out um, in my work, and it has to do with how we how we think and how we act um, when it comes to tasks and thing like th things like that. You know, if I have a if I have a big project coming up and it has four or five moving parts to it, um, there's no really crazy deadline for it, but it needs to be at least 85, 90 percent accurate. You know, but they have to all be done about the same time. So there's a lot of go lot going on at one time. I am going to grab the best woman on my team and have her attack that project. You know why? Because women are better multitaskers than men are. You know, it's it's just that simple. You know, um, a lot of times we talk about at work. You know, when we uh, manage that we manage by facts and not feelings. Um, and so the facts are the majority of women are better multitaskers than men. Um, now, if this, if another project comes up where it's one thing, it's got to be done very fast because the deadline is coming up quick and it has to be almost 100% accurate, then I'm going to grab the best man for the job. Because a man is single-minded, he will work it through to the end and he will get it done fast and accurate. He takes a point of pride in that. Um, I'm the same way. You know, you give me more than you know a couple of things to do at one time, and I start to panic. And if you ask most men if they're honest with you and the communication lines is open, they'll say the same things. You know, a good example is you you grab four or five toddlers and put them in a small room together and put a man in there and see how he acts. <laughs> um, you do the same thing with a woman, and you can see a lot more. Uh, you know, a lot more quality there, you know, to be able to handle four or five toddlers all at one time. Now, I'm not saying men and women cannot do these things because we can be trained to do multiple things. You know what I'm saying? We can try to train ourselves, uh, women, uh, train yourselves to think, think more logically. You know, there's men out there that have a bigger heart than others. Uh, multitasking. You know, men can be trained to juggle, you know, two or three different things. Women um, can be trained to, to stay on one target. Um, uh, until completion you know but it's not one of our natural strengths you know overall now how awesome is God when he takes those two individuals one that thinks logically um, and is single-minded and the other one that thinks with their heart and can multitask like nobody's business and he puts those two together there is nothing that these two people cannot accomplish you know when they become that one body there's nothing that they cannot accomplish you know, so the takeaway right now is look at your differences in your marriage, um, in your courtship, in your teams at your work. You know, look at your differences and see how those different differences can make a better team. You know, when you look at any sports team, uh, if everyone had the same role, if everyone had the same skills, you would never win. You know, there's no way you're too predictable um, and you would never accomplish your goals. You know, but when you get different individuals with different skills and different skill sets especially when it comes to men and women and you put them together and they're on the same page communicating have the same goals um, believe that God is in amongst them there's nothing that they cannot accomplish um, so as we come to the end uh, of this podcast before we get to the the practical application here I'm going to give you some practical applications because it's no good if I don't do that you know, I want to let you know about the blog that we have going right now. And you can, I just started up last week. So you can find it at uh, 
dot family christian growth dot wordpress dot com okay i know that's a long one but it's uh... i'm gonna repeat it real quick it's uh... www dot family christian growth dot wordpress dot com you can also find these podcasts on itunes and stitcher by the way so i'm hoping to build our community so that you know the more of us we got on our team the better we can be, the better decisions we can do, and the, the more growth that we're gonna that's gonna happen. Now, having said that, um, some practical applications for today. Number one, here's what I want you to do. I challenge you to do, to do this. I want you to go as a couple, especially if you're a married couple, but you can do this if you're dating and getting ready to to be married as well. Do a monthly budget together. And I know you're asking yourself right now, how, what does that have to do with what we just got done talking about? There is no better team building than sitting down together and building a monthly budget built around financing. Money is one of the most important things um, that a business has to deal with, the profit and loss, and it's also the most important thing your family has to deal with. So do a monthly budget together. Sit down and do it. It will build your team, but it will also get you better at goal setting for that month. So that goes right back to our communication, having the same purpose and the same goal. Um, your original goal should always be to love God and put Him first. But I think a monthly budget is going to bring you together. You sit down together. You know, make these decisions together. If one person is doing a monthly budget, you know, that is not helping the team. One part, that means one part of the body is blind as to what's going on. Now another thing I want you to do. I want you to go starting today. I want you to pray together every day, whether it's first thing in the morning or last thing at night. When you do this, I want you to hold hands. You know, I don't want you praying separately uh, opposite each other. I want you to hold hands. But, you know, we have a tendency to bow our heads when we pray. I want you to bow your heads so that your foreheads are touching whenever you're praying together. So hold hands. Make sure your foreheads are touching. Um, and see if that has a difference on the way you feel when you're talking to God. And lastly... I want you to love each other sacrificially. Now what does that mean uh, for our conversation? I want you to sacrifice your pride. Love each other enough to sacrifice your pride. You know, if you've got thoughts in your head, men, if, if you're saying that you're better than her at any time, you ever find yourself thinking that, that's a sin. That's a sin of pride. And it is putting up a block in your relationship. Same thing for you women. If you're saying, I'm smarter than he is, um, I'm better than he is, then that's sin, you know, and that's a sin of pride. So you can't have, you know, one body and one goal and say you love God and think that you're better than your wife or your husband. Well, that's the end of our podcast for today. I hope you got something that's going to help you grow today. Um, come to the blog. Let us know if uh, if we're doing good for you, if you're growing out of this, if something that you like. And uh, we'll see you again next week. Thank you very much and have a great day. God bless you.